This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, dial pound 3636 with our panel, Adam Grow, Michael Diamond, and John Turley Ewart. John, as a former journalist, uh, got to ask you, because earlier this afternoon I was talking to the exec director of the Canadian Journalism Foundation, and uh, they've launched a campaign called Doubt It, with a question mark, uh, basically to ferret out fake news, misinformation, that kind of thing, and to ascertain that it's legit. They would teach you, give you the tools and the chops to uh, recognize this. I mean, it's obviously become somewhat of an issue with the proliferation on the interwebs of all kinds of, you know, fake stories and uh, stuff that's, you know, maybe semi-plausible. Is that really uh, a concern, or is there more of a concern with the subtle subliminal manipulation uh, that's even more insidious, like, you know, where a story is placed, uh, what an editor decides is an important story, and, you know, uh, because it's gotten to a point, in some instances, opinion is now sort of uh, inserting itself into actual factual news stories. How do you see this? Well, so so this this whole concept that opinion is inserting itself into actual news stories as if this is something new is madness. Toronto Star uh, lives by the Atkinson principles. It has an agenda. Every newspaper is a business. They have specific audiences that they target, and they write the news that those audiences are interested in. The Canadian Foundation of Journalism must know this. Uh, but, however, you do have journalists who, who I would argue, pretend uh, uh, that uh, this stuff doesn't go on. Uh, what they're really saying is that our schools and universities haven't taught people to be critical thinkers and to look through what is being written or what is being said or, you know, published on the, on the Internet and to think about where it comes from and what those folks' interests are and who's paying for it. Uh, that's what they're saying, is that the, the Canadians have not been taught how to think critically about the information they receive. And so good on them for a public relations exercise, uh, but quite frankly, it's, it's, it's I want to... First thing I would ask them, okay, so what are you going to do with about the Toronto Star and the Atkinson principles, uh, which drive it, you know, directly to, to look at things from the left? Tell me, how are you going to deal with that? Because that informs everything they do every day in the context of what they put on their front page, what stories they cover, what stories they don't cover. I'll give you an example. When uh, Trudeau was caught with blackface, do you think the, the, the big picture on, on the Toronto Star was him in blackface? No, that was below the fold. Why was that? Why do you think that well, was, And John? this is the point I brought up with her. Uh, how do we account for the human element in presenting the news? No, but st- we have to stop thinking it's objective and start understanding that uh, there's specific audiences that newspapers are targeting. And once you understand that, then you recognize the biases immediately. Okay, and so uh, that is one of the tools that you've given to us just now, uh, gratis. Uh, <laughs> how do you see it, Adam? I mean, obviously... Uh, John is making the argument that different organs have a, a slant or a bias inherent in them. You agree with that? Well, I receive uh, posts and messages uh, regarding uh, links to articles from friends and family who I love and adore and uh, do the same thing uh, as John Go. Did you look at even where this is coming from and what you're doing? So I, I agree that we, we need to do better at uh, uh, critical thinking, but just like the Toronto Star, uh, other agenda-based publications historically, like the Sun or the National Post, are part of uh, more legitimate associations where they together, even though they disagree on what you know things like where to put things, whether above the fold or below the fold, have standards. Whereas there is a lot <clears throat> more information from publications, blogs. Uh, etc. that don't uh, have an agreement to have a certain standard to their 
journalistic things and and define a difference between a, a column and an op-ed and uh, actual uh, journalistic reporting, even if you agree or disagree with what they're doing. I think we've all known that there are slants, uh, you know, right, left to different legitimate publications that have those agreements. All right. But it's eroded public trust, Michael Diamond. I mean, you follow this stuff. Uh, you're a media savvy guy. Uh, do you think that the Canadian Journalism Foundation in this campaign to uh, give Canadians the tools and what have you to... uh... I'd rather they give their members the tools to examine this, frankly, because that's a huge part of it. Sure, is is the problem with fake news, which isn't new. Disinformation has been around as long as there's been someone able to talk who has an agenda. Uh, But where it becomes most concerning is when the mainstream and the legacy media do pick up on it without the uh, without the uh, lens of truth. And that's you know you'll see CBC, for example, running any poll that somebody sends them without checking. There was an incident in a provincial election in Manitoba two months ago. The, the company that sent out this press release wasn't even a polling firm. They didn't wait anything. It was completely a nonsensical poll, uh, which showed that a former CBC journalist was in contention to winning an election that he got decimated in. So I think media, uh, the Canadian Association of Journalists, should be providing these tools to their members because that's the best safeguard is uh, an accountable uh, is to have uh, journalists who keep us accountable. So when they talk about having you know a, a fact checker or a cadre of fact checkers, I mean, I guess, and this is the question I asked, the uh, exec with the Canadian Journalism Foundation, who's fact-checking the fact-checkers? See, see, here's here's the question I ask is, what's the standard? So, you know, you make mention of a standard. We have these newspapers that have this. Where where are these standards? Where are they codified? So if the Canadian Journalism Foundation wants to do something useful, as Michael said, let's see them put together a a standard that they would judge their uh, peers against, regardless of what paper they're in, and then publish those who don't meet the standard. That would be useful. I thought comedians were the only ones who were trying to build these standards, and we thought we were the last profession to have standards. Journalists don't have standards that they universally have to Where are to the adhere? codified standards? I want to see them. Show me them. Show, so, for example, I'll give you, uh, here's the thing. You talk about, uh, you know, people go to journalism school, and they learn how to write six inches of, of column based on a traffic accident. Why don't they know anything about the Canadian Constitution? Why do they know nothing about Canadian history? Why aren't they taught about these things? Why do they not have this information? Because people who go to journalism school don't get taught that. And this is one of the biggest problems we have. Unfortunately, few Canadians are taught that. No, this is true. I mean, it's it's very true. But we have a level of education within the journalism community and journalism schools in general that I would argue is dreadful. Because you will have people coming out of journalism school who do not understand our political system, who have not even looked at our constitution, and have been taught by people, quote, who are former journalists, who went through the same thing. What they know how to do is put together six inches of narrative uh, that makes some sense, but they have no context for the politics. And it's one of the, if you want to really talk about fake news, how about uninformed news? That's our biggest problem. You know, John makes a great point. Anytime I read a uh, article about an election or a political matter and a political science professor is quoted who's never worked on a campaign ever uh, and has always said it makes my blood boil. So I think that's that's an excellent point. So in other words, uh, if they're learned in their profession, they would be their own editors or, uh, say, self-fact-checkers. Well, absolutely. I mean, you, you have a context that you bring to it. You understand Canadian politics. You understand the Canadian constitution. Or you understand, for example, you know, the, the gun crime that occurs in cities and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You have a, an in-depth knowledge of it. But you have people coming to the table who are not educated in that and who are being asked to write stories about things they know nothing about. 
All right. Uh, well, that's an interesting mm-hmm. screed against the uh, journalistic profession in the country, and they think they're trying to uh, put people on the straight and narrow and clean up the act. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.